1: We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform ZenCaster has become a new sponsor to
2: the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes, and stay tuned for why we love using Zen for the podcast. You're All right, everybody. welcome to, to the, show. the Archaeology uh, Podcast
1: doing? Network. This is the Serum Archaeology Podcast. It's the show where we pull back the veil of cultural resources management archaeology and discuss the issues that everyone is concerned about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the CRM Archaeology Podcast, episode 228 for December 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Webster. On today's show, we give you our massive list of holiday gift ideas, 2021 edition. So fill out your wish list because the CRM Archaeology Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the show, everyone. Joining me today is Bill in California. Hello. Doug in Scotland.
3: Uh, Actually, Houston today.
1: Houston. Wow, we're all in the United States. Wow, nice. whoa. <laughs> Andrew in California. Hey, what's up? And Heather in California. Hi, everyone. And I'm in Reno this week. We just visited for the week. We're norm- we're in Charlotte. That's where our RV is. But uh, we'll be flying through Dallas. So Doug, for the first time in like eight years, we'll be in the same place again. So there you go. Or since probably Scotland, since probably the, uh,
3: the probably like uh, seven, EAA there. Seven. Yeah. That's 2014. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not too far off there. Uh, not too Chris. far. <laughs> actually, <laughs> nice. Chris, to be honest, I think that was the only time we'd actually ever been in the same country at the same time. No. That might oh, be. Uh, there was an no, SAA. Um, SAA only a couple of years ago in yeah. Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, so <laughs> twice, exciting.
3: Twice. Twice. Well, oh, this will be the third time. <laughs> third time in like decade plus
1: yeah we've got like an hour and a half layover in dallas today so you know come on stop by buy a ticket and come have a drink at the airport bar
3: (laughs) 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 all right (laughs) speaking of yeah if you do get like uh rerouted for some reason you end up in houston at like hobby um my in-laws place is only like five minutes away so you know just just let me know yeah
1: We'll give you a call. Yeah. So. All right. Well, speaking of buying things for people, this is our holiday gift guide episode. I kind of decided this was going to be mine. We're we're trading off episode like who plans what episode as we as we go along. And I thought I would do this because the timing is right. And We've done some of these in the past, Doug and and Bill both remember this. We've done some holiday gift guide episodes in the past, but I don't feel like we've done one in a couple of years. I didn't really look at the uh, the research on this, but it just felt like we hadn't done one in a while. And it might be a good time to just bring these up. Now, we don't care what religion you are. We don't care if you even give gifts for holidays, because if you're just like somebody who your family or friends don't understand what you do and what to get you for your birthday or some other thing, then have them listen to this episode. It doesn't have to be holidays. It doesn't have to be Christmas. It doesn't have to be Hanukkah. It doesn't have to be Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Just this is things that archaeologists could tend to want and use. And I think uh, we've got a nice breadth of experience here and and, and people on board to to give you some good ideas and not necessarily even give you good ideas because you already know these things, but play this episode for your family and friends and give them some ideas and, and at least show them the show notes because I'll have a lot of links in there by the time we're done and probably even have links in there for things that we don't talk about uh, because I've, I've pulled together a lot of ideas and I'm just dropping a bunch of stuff on there. So, by the way, I mentioned on those links, they're all Amazon links and I know some people have some. Some things about Amazon that they don't like, but I will tell you, those are not just gratuitous Amazon links for Amazon's sake. They are tied to the Archaeology Podcast Network. So if you click into Amazon through one of those links and you buy either the thing that is clicked, then fine, we get a tiny percentage. We get a few pennies off of that from Jeff Bezos, which we all know Jeff Bezos could stand to give us a little bit of money. So. And and the nice thing about these links is if you go to Amazon through one of those links, but you end up buying something else completely different, as long as you haven't closed your session, we still get a little bit of a kickback on whatever you buy. So if you just want to do some holiday shopping and you don't mind shopping on Amazon, then maybe click through one of those links and then do your shopping. And that will uh, help out a small little podcast network, uh, keep the lights on through the winter. So, all right. Well, the first two things that we're going to talk about... Aren't gear. And and I put these at the top of the list because we only have like four things that's not gear. (laughs) RKL just like gear. We like our things around us and and efficiencies and stuff like that. So most of what we're going to talk about are like items and and things you can have. But I thought we would bring up just a a few things that people might not be thinking about that are a little off the wall and and to be honest might be a little harder to pay for. But they're interesting ideas. The one I have on here is payoff student loans. Now I know That would be one hell of a gift for people, but you never know. You might have a grandparent or something that wants to, I don't know, do something with some money and they're just not really sure what to do with it. Or maybe you got an inheritance or something like that and and you want to help somebody out. I don't know. It's it's a pretty generous thing, but I thought I would put it on there because people don't generally think about that because student loans are things that we live with all the time. And you just don't think about, you don't think that they'll ever get paid off sometimes and in fact, I just just paid mine off this year, which is crazy. So it's weird not having those because I've been I've had student loans for fifteen years uh, or
4: twenty years. Bill, yeah, as, as someone with a PhD, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say I don't really know how to put this, but um, a lot of times asking other people to pay you pay your bills for you <laughs> kind of seems like that, you know, unethical thing. Like when you ask for money to buy a home when you get married and stuff like yeah. that. And you're like, can we really ask for what money? And I'm kind of like, yeah, I'd rather have money than a toaster. I mean, we already have a toaster. Right. We're never, we, right. you know, we never have anyone nice over. So this nice, you know, silverware, maybe we don't need it, but money. <laughs> yeah. To buy a house. Yeah. We need that. This is falling yeah. in line with that, you know, money to, cover some of your expenses I know it kind of seems unethical or whatever or some people you know they really don't they want to ask for presents and they don't want to be rude and so they you know they don't ask for um you know the kind of mm-hmm. stuff that can really help them out but this one here especially student loans I mean if you can even get a small oh, chunk of that. that covered if you're anything like me you'll know just the the freedom of having to not have to worry about that for just a few extra days i mean that's that's the kind of gift that keeps giving so it's it might seem kind of unethical to ask for money but you know getting your student loans covered or a piece of that 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 actually is probably one of the most functional gifts i could think of asking for
3: amen i don't i don't think it's unethical like mm-hmm. i it's a really weird thing like i think i mean it's basically a societal weird hang up that we have where like so so i I just say this from like you know you you slightly change cultures so moving to like the uk and stuff we're like you know in america you, you don't ask people how much money they make like that you know like that's that's a very big faux pas whereas in the uk like pretty much every job not every uh but you know like there's none of these things like you know Occasionally, you see like a recommendation of like you know, oh, we'll pay like you know with experience and stuff like that. That still happens, but I'd say like eighty percent of the jobs, maybe ninety percent, actually give like a salary range, and, that, mm. and that's not just for like your field tech. That goes all the way to the top. You know exactly like how much uh, CEOs make. I mean, you technically in the states you can look up a nine ninety form for charities and see it. And you can see the same thing in the UK, but you know it's not a big of a thing. But I do there is still that hang up about like asking for money for gifts. And, but man, like I personally am against that as a hangup, um, or a, a social norm or whatnot. Cause you know, gifts are nice, but that is a gift in itself. And sometimes you need money to spend on yeah. things such as student loans and it will be way more helpful than like a second toaster or I don't know.
4: A hoodie, all, yet no. another hoodie.
0: Or a t-shirt
1: Yeah Well I think Bill I think Bill I like your analogy too Like you know People don't have a problem Like with their first house Typically You know Sometimes you'll ask for Help on the down payment Or something like that From family or, or Parents or something like that and, and that's, that's not something that I would say is, has got any sort of stigma towards it. I think like a lot of people do that. Your parents might not have the money, but asking for it is definitely, you know, something that people do, especially for that first house. So I don't know, maybe if you're in a different position, you're a, you're an archeologist, you're traveling around, you're not ready to buy a house, but maybe you want to cut down on some of that debt and, and. Instead of perhaps buying a house right now, maybe you want to wait 10 years on that and you can save your own money, but you can't save any money because you're paying student loan payments every month. So maybe have help getting those covered so or at least getting part of it covered. If you've just got a bachelor's degree, then chances are, unless you went to Harvard for your bachelor's degree in, in archaeology, then... More than likely, you can get that paid off with something like uh, equivalent to a down payment on a house, which is an absurd statement to make in the United States. But anyway, nah,
4: you, if you live in California, you know you can pay off your student loans <laughs> with yeah. a down payment on a house, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, if you've got in-state tuition in just about anywhere, then you probably can, right? And, uh, and
4: so the, the down payment on a house here will cover student loans in the other forty-nine states, pretty pretty easily <laughs> right. I mean, you could, right. use, you could use credit cards for four years and still be right. able to pay that off with just the down payment on a house here
5: i was just thinking um it just popped to my head you know at, at weddings they have the money dance where the yeah. you know the bride and the groom and they have like a little satchel i'm like maybe graduation parties should have that i mean if you have a big graduation yeah. party well, you have yeah. a grad, you know, money dance
4: <laughs> just put your field back on and leave it unzipped and let your yeah. friends and family just go. Grow cash in there there you go.
5: That is hilarious.
4: <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
5: Or, you know, those, right. the money lays when you graduate. Anyway, we're getting off topic, yeah. but. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, no, it's. You no, know, I,
3: I mean, if we were looking for gifts, I would, if you guys want to get me a money lay for like Christmas, <laughs> I am not going to like say no to that.
5: That's nice. a little close to our off topic uh, chat. Um... Yes.
1: Yeah, luckily, luckily the audience can't see the chat that's happening on the side here, which is
0: completely different than what we're talking about. Uh, uh,
4: we're keeping things spicy on the on the back chat. So yeah, we're we're talking about gifts you can give each other, but not stuff we're
1: going to mention on the show probably. So anyway. Um,
3: <laughs> let uh
1: let's continue on since we have a lot to talk about. So another thing I had on here was, and this one you might need to help them with, uh, put it on your list or something like that. I put conference attendance and, and, and yep. cover fees or travel, something like that. So you could give somebody right. like a, an airline voucher or something to cover uh, fees for whatever they need to fly to a conference. Or if they get more specific, obviously it's hard to pay for someone pay for someone's conference fees because they have to go and register and and pay for it. But you could just put that on your list and say, hey, it's going to cost me three hundred dollars to attend the SAs this year and I want to do it. I'm going to put that on my on my Christmas list and someone can give you a a visa gift card or something and say, this is what this is for. You know, it's a symbolic thing. So that's really good because a lot of people either, especially people who just got out from their um, from their bachelor's degree their companies may not be paying for them to go in any conferences yet because they're not writing. Uh, and, And typically if you're not presenting, your company's not paying for you to go. So, but you still probably should go to some of these to just network and get the experience and, and, you know, see what they're all about. And, uh, you know, and gain some knowledge hopefully along the way. So, attending a few of these is a, is a good idea. So, put that on your list. I have
0: one. Uh, in ter- this is uh, experiential in, in a way. Uh, I put AAA, and that is not American Anthropological <laughs> Association, it's American <laughs> Automobile Association. All yeah, right. Uh, nice. I, I think a AAA card for the year is a fantastic gift for the archaeologist, you know, because you get roadside assistance, and the AAA sure. offices have like tons of maps and what to do in certain areas. Areas and I find them just a lifeline for kind of the archaeologist out in the boonies. That's yeah, a good I would idea. agree. And
5: you already kind of brought it up, Chris, but I think it's still good to mention that allow your company to give you a gift, <laughs> and you never know, mm-hmm. even if you're not presenting. Like my company, we will uh, pay. We, we're paying quite a few conference uh fees for a lot of our you know junior staff and e- even some you know as needed. We we do that because first of all, they can help. Even if you're not presenting, you can help like man a booth or you mm-hmm. can help, you know, hand out swag or whatever. And so yeah. you don't know if you don't ask, I mean, don't be hurt if they're not going to do it, but you sure. you don't know if you don't ask. So don't ever let the cost of a conference stop you. If you really can't afford it, you know, ask, you never know. Yeah. it's
3: a good point. Really good point. I'd also say, some conferences can be quite flexible on letting other people pay. I was actually just thinking of, okay, well, now it seems like decades ago, but three years ago, and we still were doing conferences pretty regularly. There was a initiative set up to like basically have people donate to pay for people who couldn't afford to go to conferences. Uh, TAG did that in the UK. Uh, Lorna Richardson put that together. I think they ended up sending like 15 or 20 people or something to the conference. So there's, you know, some conferences will be, especially smaller ones will be a lot more flexible on being like, yeah, so-and-so you just send us a check or just pay via PayPal or whatever you want. And we'll, we'll accept that as the person you don't have to go through like that huge problem of trying to register and putting in their email and all that stuff. So, you know, I think it's still quite doable for, especially like smaller regional conferences where, I mean, it's all done almost by hand anyways. They're very willing to let someone else pay for someone to go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good idea. All right. So a couple more things before we round out this uh, segment. So I I had a pretty quick one, National Park Pass. I think they're still $80, if I want to say. Just a quick side note, there are a number of veterans in archaeology, and I found out this year, it used to be service-connected disabled veterans got free lifetime pass to national parks, and I've got one of those, but... I did find out it was just this year, I wanna say, that any veteran gets a basically a free national park pass for life. And that's pretty cool. You just have to go to any national park and say, I'm a veteran, show them your, you probably have a veteran's card. If you don't, you should go get one from the VA. But um, get, show them your veteran's card and, and uh, you basically get a, a national park pass for life, which is crazy. Uh, it, it gets in that's people awesome. in your car too. Yeah, it doesn't cover like camping fees or anything, but it does get your carload of people in basically for free. So, you know, thank you for your service for you know being a veteran. So, but anyway, I think if you don't have that, obviously, uh, it's still uh, pretty valuable. Uh, uh, I th- again, I think they're eighty dollars for the year uh, still. Uh, National park yeah, pass, and that's a yeah. good reasonable gift.
3: They're eighty. Also, like they're they have a bunch of other ones. So if you have like a, a disability, yeah, um, you yeah. can go th- as well. And then also, you know, it's, some people like come into archaeology later in life. And so if you're pushing, um. 62 or over mm-hmm. it, it like, it still costs like a tiny bit of money, but like, so for like the price of like a one year, you can basically get a lifetime pass. So for $80, you know, yeah. if, if you're in there, you can get a lifetime pass to all the national yeah. parks. So it's, it's a hell of a good deal.
4: Yeah. yeah. And if you, if you have a kid who's in the year where they learn about their state history. So in the case of California, fourth grade, for that year, while the child's in fourth grade, or the summer, they can get a free year pass to the national parks. So, well, um, it, 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 even if you miss it, like if you already had one and it you know expires later on, you can still apply mm-hmm. in the summertime after that student's gone through fourth grade and get a a year of uh, national parks access.
1: Nice. Nice. All right. Well, the last one here for this segment is, and Heather, you put this on here, offer to pay mm-hmm. to uh, continuing education. So what, do, what, is, what are your thoughts around that in 30 seconds?
5: I would say, you know, just some classes, maybe at the local community college, if you're trying to buff up certain things like, so you want to learn GIS, you already have your bachelors, you want to learn, mm-hmm. take a couple of classes in GIS, you know, the National Park Service. Uh, there's quite a few of the different associations that have workshops that you can go to either online. Yeah. Or in person, you know, and even though you've already done, let's say, you're already doing field work or or whatever, but you want to learn, let's say, GPR. GPR is an would be an excellent skill to have. So, you know, they do tend to be pretty expensive. Uh, And if your company isn't going to pay for it for you and you're just building up your own skill set, even a contribution would be helpful. So I think anything to uh, round out your skill set. That is a good idea.
1: And I think you have to, obviously the people buying you these gifts don't know what you need or what you're interested in. So do the research, give them some help. I'm going to put down something in the show notes for a friend of mine who started, uh, I went to grad school with him in University of Georgia and he started a, basically a GPR company. It, It was intended to do GPR for projects and stuff like that, but he found that Basically, training was more appropriate, uh, and they'd still do GPR stuff, mostly mostly for large commercial things, but it's called Bigman Geophysical. Bigman is his last name, Dan Bigman. Bigman Geophysical, and they do a lot of really good, high-quality uh, GPR training. In fact, they'll come to your company and train your whole company. If you, like, bought a GPR and don't know how to use it, <laughs> they just come there and train you. So, That's I've seen certain. them go to Australia. Yeah, they've just gone all over the place. So, I mean, you can read the book, but if you don't really understand how to read those parabolas and, and what they're telling yeah. you, then yeah. it can be challenging. So All right, well. Let's take a break and come back and talk about everybody's favorite topic, gear, back in a minute. Chris Webster here for the Archaeology Podcast Network. We strive for high quality interviews and content so you can find information on any topic in archaeology from around the world. One way we do that is by recording interviews with our hosts and guests located in many parts of the world all at once. We do that through the use of Zencaster. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Zencaster allows us to record high quality audio with no stress on the guest. Just send them a link to click on and that's it. Zencastr does the rest. They even do automatic transcriptions. Check out the link in the show notes for 30% off your first three months, or go to zencast and use the code CRMARC.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun—
1: Welcome back to episode 228, CRM Archaeology Podcast. And we're talking gear now in our holiday gift guide episode, 2021 edition. And we want to bring up maybe some cooking stuff first, because that's always good. And you might think, why would I give archaeologists cooking things? Obviously, if you're listening to this and wondering that, then you probably are an academic archaeologist, because CRM archaeologists who work in the field always live in hotel rooms and it's nice to have good efficient gear to have when you're in the hotel room because you usually don't have a lot of space in your car either so having stuff that maybe is multifunctional or is at least good high quality is something that we good. and we don't always buy ourselves the nice high quality stuff we buy the
0: cheap stuff so put the good stuff on your Christmas list to get the food there in the first place I had my on my list like a nice cooler and a nice insulated lunch bag like we were saying yeah. earlier in archaeology we tend to just use the crap stuff so like a nice not too huge cooler. Cooler would be really cool. And one of those really nice lunch bags that's really insulated, the soft ones. Those are Mm -hmm. great and last a long time. Yeah, I put some Yeti
1: stuff on there. We've got a Yeti uh, smaller cooler and a big cooler, but the smaller one would be great for lunches. But they're like $100, right? What archaeologist is going to buy that for themselves? So put that on your list.
5: And if you yeah. want to get really, really inexpensive, the something my mom had because she spent a lot of time in hotels for her work, and it's just a little small heating coil. So you just hmm. stick it in a cup of water. So if you don't like having a lot of, you know, bigger, bulkier stuff, although it seems like the one that Bill showed is, is smaller, but it, it is a go-to. It's really small, and you can just quickly, I mean, literally in 10 seconds heats up a, a whole cup of, you know, water. It's an option.
3: Yeah, like also – like, it's it's worth it to get – I mean, those coil things, I think you can get one for, like, a five or ten bucks or something, you know, really cheap. And it's better to use tools that are made for purpose. Like, just going back to the whole people using, like, irons for, like, cooking food and stuff, just don't, don't, because – uh, a lot of clothes now have those um, lifetime chemicals in it for basically trying to keep clothes waterproof. So if anyone's ironing, basically what you're putting in your food is going to be those uh, life that whole set of lifetime chemicals that you know cause cancers and all sorts of horrible things. And like also like I've seen things where like people like clean their socks in like uh, coffee makers and stuff like that, which is just disgusting. But like yeah, you. you don't know what's going on in your hotel rooms or motel (laughs) rooms. Um, And it really is worth it to bring some purpose-made equipment that will probably keep you from having cancer, ideally, um, and also just like a very horrible yuck factor as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I put on there along these lines is uh, because I was looking for something, as a lot of people know, my wife and I moved into a 36 foot uh, class A RV. So we're always looking for stuff that's a little more space saving, which is no different than people traveling around archaeology when We first, our first few years together, we had all our worldly possessions in a Toyota 4Runner, all our camping gear, hotel gear, survey gear, dig gear, everything we needed. And we lived on the road for several years, just traveling from job to job. So always looking for stuff that was more efficient. But one thing I found recently, and I haven't bought one yet, but I probably will. We were looking for a hot water kettle and I was looking for maybe some RV type ones. And this is one thing on the list is a collapsible kettle and it's basically silicone and it collapses down when you're not using it. And you could actually slide it into like the front pouch on a a suitcase, to be honest, uh, if you wanted to. And there's a lot of stuff in the RV space that you might not be thinking or the camping space. We were used to seeing camping things, but. Start looking up like RV related cooking equipment and stuff like that too, because there's a lot of things in there that you wouldn't think to look in that space for uh, space saving type things. So it's really good.
3: Also, depending Uh, on what country you're in, look at like, you know, now you can get most stuff shipped. It may take a month or so, but like, Mm -hmm. check out Japan and Korea and like just start Googling, you know, space saving, whatever it is. And chances are they have a space saving version that you can eventually buy. Sure. And you just got to make sure that you have the same voltage and for whatever country you're in or a converter or whatnot. But, like, man, anything that you've seen in an RV, they probably did in Japan like 70 years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, just to save space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the other things in the cooking vein that we have on here, and my wife and I were converts to these, you know, several years ago, is an instant pot. And again, they make a lot of real knockoff instant pot type things. Basically, it's a pressure cooker. Okay. They make a lot of knockoff ones that you can get for, you know, twenty, twenty-five dollars, thirty bucks. But again, archaeologists aren't probably going to buy themselves the good ones. And what do you get from the good ones? Well, you get a longer lasting product that's that's better made and probably has some more options in it. Like the one we have is I think it is the instant pot brand and we've had it for years at this point, but it, you know, is a rice cooker. Um, You can sear and cook like meat, like you cook a steak down on it. If you want to, you could put on a roast or a soup or something and set the timer and then have it cooking in your hotel room while you're gone and and have nice uh, because it works like a crock pot, too. And and have that waiting for you when you when you get home from a nice cold day in the field. So uh, a lot of good functionalities in Instant Pot, and they make different sizes. I don't know if you can get this for the smaller ones, but they also make like I know the Instant Pot brand and I think the Ninja brand also have like an air fryer attachment. It's basically a different lid, so you can air fry with it. We do uh, hard boiled eggs in the Instant Pot because again we live in an RV, so when we're using the stove, it's using propane, and we try to conserve our propane when we can, especially in the winter because we use propane for heat as well. So, and we have a convection microwave, but you know, it's just easier to do stuff in the Instant Pot sometimes when you got power. So anyway, lots of things you can do with those. And I, I definitely put one on here, but Tell somebody what you actually need size wise because I think it just put the basic six quart on here, but there's lots of different um, sizes that you can get, especially if you're traveling a lot. Heather,
5: yeah, I would say um, I love you know the idea of cooking in the in the hotels is is essential and is supposed to be definitely trying to save money. But I think one nice thing would you know the thing about gifts is to spoil people, right? So yeah. a gift certificate to restaurants would be really nice because oh, yeah. you know, you're eating out, you're eating out of your hotel a lot. People are trying to save their money as much as possible and they don't get paid a lot. So they use the per diem, right. A lot of times to make up for, <laughs> for the small hourly rate that they get. Yeah. So I think uh restaurant gift cards is good and making sure that the restaurant gift card you get um, covers a lot of different restaurants. So, because, you know archaeologists travel in different parts of the country and there's not an mm-hmm. applebee's everywhere or there's you know That's so true. i think uh maybe finding taking some time doing some research and either figuring out what region in particular your archaeologist uh works in and and making sure that you have a, a restaurant gift card that covers restaurants that would be in that area
1: Yeah. And along those lines, I don't know who put this on the list, but gift cards for other things that, you know, if you don't want to be specific with some of the gear we're talking about, gift cards for places where you can buy this stuff like REI, Patagonia, Mountain Hardware I see on here. There's different places like Shields and Cabela's
0: and, you know, all the typicals right uh, i had REI on my list um I, i'd sort of gotten back to REI after not buying too much from them for a while and i've forgotten like just how good they are with things like returns they're really yeah. good with returns yeah. you know so yeah. like you get somebody some boots they don't quite fit they their return policy is easy peasy
5: mm-hmm. and our company has and, and lots of companies are now starting to get some you know deals where you you give your company's name and you get a discount. So ask your, a lot of times people just forget. And if you're an right. as needed for lots of different companies, I bet you there's at least one company that has a deal with Columbia. Our company has a deal with Columbia. Totally. So we get discounts. So ask, and especially if that's the one nice thing of being an as needed is that you're working for lots of different companies. So you can take advantage of things like that from all the different companies mm-hmm. where if you're yeah. just a full timer. You know, you can only use it from the company that you that you work for. So right, I can could, I could
0: yeah. even see them having a deal with somebody like Wolverines, you know, for steel-toed boots. Like that's a yeah. really common one, you know, and the, and those are great. That's yep. another one I have on my list. You know, like Wolverine boots. I always use those in CRM.
5: And REI you know, so. has amazing. Sales. I mean, they seem. Mm-hmm. You always think REI that's really expensive, but they have totally. like twice a year. They had these really great sales. Patagonia actually has the same thing. So does Mountain Hardware, and and there's a few others. So you know, start start doing your homework and figure out when those big sales are.
3: I would. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, guys. I think this somewhat goes back to like our first segment. Uh, I, I know gift cards are are nice and all, but I'm actually really anti gift card. I think you should just give people cash instead because you you end up with either odd amounts on your gift card where it's like, oh, I only have like <laughs> six bucks left. And so I, I, you just never remember to spend it or you lose the gift yeah. card or whatnot. And then also like, you know, it depends on the state, but essentially most of them after like, you know, if you forget to use it or you don't use the full amount, they start taking off. I don't know, it's like, it depends on the gift card, but like two or $3 per month or something, that you basically lose until they've taken back all that money and i mean you could just do a google but it's, it's something like billions upon billions of dollars are lost each year to unused gift cards and you're basically giving the money to okay so rei i, I appreciate that they're really cool um you know it's a uh, co-op I, i'm happy if a few, I would spend a few extra bucks at like REI and it goes back in because also if you're an REI member, you get a dividend at the end of the year anyways, yeah. and it somewhat comes back, yada, yada. But, you know, you, yeah. you're giving yeah. off, you know, I don't know, an Amazon gift card. So you're, you're basically just adding, I don't know, an extra rocket to yeah. Bezos spaceship or something like that. I like. I uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I know there's a lot of hang up on the social aspect of giving cash, but um, yeah, I, I think sometimes like cash can be better than definitely better than <laughs> gift cards, where yeah. you know so much money is lost on gift cards. Um, that
0: mm-hmm.
3: it, it feels like we're I, just I agree, but some people away. just
5: won't do it. Some people just won't do it. So right, you no, know, I yeah. mean like all of these, and I totally agree with you, Doug. But we could say that about all of these, like, totally. you're gonna give, yeah, you're going to give me a kettle. Well, I may not like that kettle. Yeah. Right. So just give me cash. And some people just won't do it because and I don't think it's because they're trying to be jerks. I, th- I just think that people want to have a personalized gift. They want to feel like they're giving you something that they put some thought into. And then. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. No, and, and I have to say, in my own experience, of all the gift cards I've ever gotten, I've never been like, ah, damn it. A gift card. You know, I've been like, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah but All well, right. That's well, that also
0: isn't
3: isn't personalized yeah. though. Like a gift card is, is basically like money with an extra step in it. Like, well, like it's,
5: you, it's, you, it's you, personalized you though of, if you give it to a specific like you're saying, okay, you're like the national part well i guess that's not a gift card but you know if you're doing rei or whatever you put some thought into it i guess i don't know some people yeah, I, are funny I, that I, way I, I have no problem giving cash
3: <laughs> uh, yeah I, I know i know people are funny but i i don't like a gift card is just like not quite cash but putting extra like requirements on people to spend the money how you want them well, to spend it that's um, right Maybe like, so awesome <laughs> yeah but you know what's even more hold on, awesome hold on. Just cold hard cash
1: <laughs> maybe a compromise maybe a compromise never... because people don't like people don't like sending cash in the mail either right so maybe a compromise yeah. is yeah. something That's i mentioned true. earlier a visa gift card you can do like a you know like a, it's basically a credit card with money on it right and you just yeah. you just use it till it's gone and i doubt money would even be left on there because but, unless you throw it in your wallet you forget about it yeah,
0: but when you yeah. buy those you have to give like fifteen percent to the man or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know. There's always a trade off. Well, there's always a trade off. So
3: you know, you don't have to send cash. There's things called like Tenmo. Okay. Just, just to go back to nineteen ninety, PayPal folks. Like, <laughs> wow. and, and we know everyone has those accounts because at some point you were forced to sign up t- to buy something with a paypal account and you could transfer money to people like look, yeah I, and, if- and there's also a bajillion apps out there that transfers money so you could be social and cool or you know you could just do yeah. a, a bank transfer or a check
0: if you guys could give me a gift card wrapped in cash that would be cool <laughs> I just,
5: you know, i'm I was never like, giving doug a gift card
0: to
3: be honest when heather when you were saying like personalize it i was just thinking like yeah you know you, what you could do is like personalize a money clip and then put money inside the yeah, money clip turn that over i'd be cool with that as well Yeah.
1: All right. Well, hey, on that note, let's end this segment before it gets really out of hand and then (laughs) (laughs) come back and we'll talk about some more gear in segment three. Back in a minute.
2: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to
1: episode 228. And just so you guys know, in case you don't hear him, Bill had to leave us. So it'll just be Andrew, Heather, Doug, and I. So... We're gonna continue talking about these, and again, we're we're kind of hitting some things and, and dwelling on them for a little bit, and giving our opinions on them, and talking about them. But there's a lot of stuff in the show notes, like a lot of stuff that we just don't have time to mention in this show. In fact, this could be like a four part episode, to be honest, uh, to ben, <laughs> given how much how much we are talking about this stuff. But we're putting a lot of things in the show notes, so definitely take a look down at your phone right now, and you'll see all the links to the things uh, in our show notes. So. All right. Well, one of the things that we were just talking about on the break, it's a big one for Doug. It's a big one for everybody. Big one for me is battery packs. We're always, we're all being asked to use our uh, smartphones and tablets and things like that in the field more and more and more. And even if you're not using it for work, maybe you're on a camping project or something like that, and you just need some extra, some extra power, you know, to, to power your devices. Well, again, archaeologists tend to get the smaller, cheaper things, which might be a uh, 8,000 or 10,000 milliamp battery pack, which is okay. But if you're going to be out for a longer period of time or you need to charge more than one device, getting some of the bigger ones might be better. And the, the zero lemon 30,000 milliamp battery pack is my absolute favorite. And I've had two of those for a long time. One of them, after six years, finally the lithium just exploded and they didn't explode. It exploded. I expanded and busted out the pack. <laughs> I think it was too hot. Wow. It was just old. So, but that's the first time in, in a really long time that's happened. And I immediately bought another one from them. They're a little over $100, I think. But the new version of it, has USB-C fast charging of the battery and USB-C charging out, because a lot of things are USB-C these days, I can, in fact, if my laptop is off, because it won't power my laptop, it, the, the output isn't high enough, but it will charge my laptop if I, if I turn it off and I just need some juice, some extra juice, but it also has the wireless charging right on top of it as well. It's just really well put together, rugged batteries, zero lemon, uh, check those out. I think I put a link to the, the zero lemon store from Amazon, uh, on the show notes. So check that out, but there's lots of, in fact, I just got one from Indiegogo. It's a, you know, uh, a crowdfunded campaign that should deliver this what should deliver in a couple of weeks here so maybe we'll comment on that on the architect podcast but this one has a high power output and will actually charge my laptop and also has a nice little display on it so there's a lot of cool things you can get out there I think uh, for me,
5: yeah my my go-to is the power converter for the car That is Mm -hmm. saved my life. (laughs) So many times I go in the field, I like to go in the field a lot, especially if I'm not able to do the field work myself, but I like to go out there and support the crew. And so I'm doing my work. And there's just no way even with the best battery, you know, like you said, a lot of the battery um, packs do not have juice to charge up a computer. So I just keep and on top of that, you know, I have I've got the I got my phone going. I'm using my phone as a hotspot. It's just sucking juice everywhere. So (laughs) I use that power converter. I I highly recommend. I made the mistake the first time. I wasn't going to pay a little bit more. I'm able to expense it, but still, I'm still conscious of the money and two plugs, at least two plugs. And then you want two USB or whatever the net new lightning plug is. USB-C. Yeah. Thank you. And having that um the converters most converters have these multiple inputs and i think that that is like it's essential i don't know how anybody goes without it actually so
0: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah so this might just be like a difference in regional you know power and stuff so like the uk basically our outlets like pump out twice twice the voltage as yeah the us and so maybe that's that's why but basically all the power packs we get, you could char- You not only charge a laptop, but like you can run it off of it. So like the power packs <laughs> I have, makes sense. We it, it's basically an extra battery, and it gives you know two or three hours of you know like a laptop oh. powering pretty hardcore through doing stuff, and then like you know a phone that I don't know it's like twenty hours or it's something ridiculous if you just wanted to charge your phones. Mm-hmm. Um, we use them. So I mainly use them for a lot of the video work. And basically it adds like eight hours to a camcorder or anything like that. Nice. So, yeah, I, I think you should be able to at least in North America find some that could actually charge up a uh, a laptop, like you know, run a laptop off of it. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've bought a bunch over the years. Some like some say they will, but then get super hot to the point where you're yeah, you're a bit like eh, maybe I'm just gonna turn off the turn off the power pack for a little bit and let it cool down. That's fair enough. Um, the one I – I mean, I brought – we brought one over on the plane with us because, I mean, yeah, a lot of the planes now, when you're going international, have plugs, but not all of them. And so we brought it just in case, like, we didn't want the tablet to die on mm-hmm. on our daughter, you know, so that she would scream for, like, three or four hours on, like, a yeah. 12-hour journey. But, like, yeah, that, that works. We can basically – charge a tablet for like eight hours as well. Um, You know, tablets and phones are practically the same thing these days. Uh, But yeah, it it works and it doesn't get too, too hot. It has the um, uh, wireless charging, all that sort of stuff. And I, I mean, it's uh, the pack I have that we use right now is, I don't know, it's Chinese company, but I do know that um, they uh, it's all powers. I do know that they have an American version because they've, they switch out the uh, the outlets for um, British and American, and they've, they've put them too close together, so actually you can only use – actually it has two <laughs> plugs, but they're too close together, so you can't actually use them, uh, two plugs in the UK, because our, our plugs are just so much larger.
1: They're giant, yeah.
3: But it, they basically designed it for North America. Nice. It's, I, I got it for, I don't know, like 100 pounds on – on Amazon, I guess we're, we're corporate shills for Amazon now, so there'll be a link there. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, convenient. it's it's good stuff. I think you can you can definitely find ones that will allow you to run your laptop for as yeah, it it, uh, a spare video or not spare video, spare battery.
1: Yeah. And, and a quick note on that, if you're curious about how much it would take to run your laptop, just look at your current power block, wh- whether it's an Apple white one or the, the black thing that comes through most PCs. Look on it and look for the output. The output should be there. Like I know for most of the MacBook Pros, it's 85 watts. And if you don't have a battery pack that's putting out 85 watts, that's the power. It, it might have 30,000 milliamp hours. That's how much juice is inside of it. But the force with, with, that, with which that's coming out is the wattage. And that that's what determines what you can actually run with that so so look for that look for that number that's mm-hmm. what that new one i got on indiegogo has got a hundred watt power output so it can power basically in you know, yeah, just about any
0: laptop yeah it's pretty mine's cool
5: 65 yeah. i just looked at yeah. that yeah
0: yeah mine's 65 yeah. <laughs> I mean, some are some are 85 yeah. some are 65
5: yeah
0: yeah, yeah and the totally. crazy part is like it's also
3: so like uh, the uk it puts out but almost all laptops have the same the it, basically your same your, requirements your plug is Is gonna downgrade, yeah. Is gonna take it down. So like, you can basically plug in anything. So, yeah. I mean, I think they do it because the market. You could. You're supposed to be able to use it for anything, not just laptops over, over in the UK. But well, that's like your laptop that's why the plugs get hot Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's why the plugs get hot because that's thermo that's laws of thermodynamics right like the energy is not created or destroyed it just converted into heat so as it's taking that massive uk power and dropping it down for your laptop then yeah it's (laughs) got to go somewhere and it comes out as heat
0: (laughs) my 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 power gift is a is a lantern slash flashlight combo i I love these things They're, they're usually made by the battery company companies like Energizer, okay. Ever Ready. And you can find these for different uh, different costs, real cheap, like 12 bucks, and then up. But and you often find them in like like hurricane preparedness packs if you're looking for that, you know, on Amazon. But we use these all the time in the field because you can use it for a flashlight when you need a flashlight. And then you just click it up and it becomes a lantern, which you can hang out in your tent, or you hang out in your room, you know, like I just they're great. And the bigger ones that use D batteries they do have usb ports i don't know how long you could charge your phone for but in a pinch it'll work so i love those things for the field nice
1: yeah i just found one on on amazon sorry about that, oh, no, dog. that fine.
0: <laughs> called the uh,
1: <laughs> alps alps wolf rechargeable camping right. lantern yeah, yeah these are really cool so yeah it's also a four thousand milliamp hour uh, power bank this yeah, one is see. wow that is so versatile yeah it's- all right. Okay. Well, Heather, few, did you have something else on this?
5: Yeah, not on power, but if you wanted to segue into, you know, we're we're mentioning yeah. a lot of gifts that are like $100 or more. <laughs> so I think for people <laughs> that want to give the their archaeologists that they love a nice gift, but they don't have $100 to give. I think there's like other, I have a few options. Just kind of power through them really quick. Technu or IVX. Those are mm. expensive, and um, you can buy a bottle of them. It's like $30, and you look at it, you're like, as an archaeologist, there's so many other things that you could spend money on. To have somebody buy you new or IVX, I know it's not romantic or exciting, but it's a lifesaver, and especially the IVX. I personally buy in the economy size. So they're a lot more expensive, but I buy the economy size and I have them and I, I create, that's one of the things sometimes I create little bottles as a gift for the crew uh, to. to you know, have for the nice. rest of the year. And it's not for Christmas, just a thinking of you gift, but mm-hmm. right in the rain books are great. Yeah. Not everybody likes right in the rain, but they are expensive. And so you can get these packages, and they come in all different types. You can get the yellow ones, right? Uh, the field books, you can get the small ones. My son who's in the army, he, he uses the small like spiral ones that are kind of spiral at the top. Those are great but you sometimes people like to have the thicker ones. I like the smaller ones so that you can maybe if you're on a few months uh, project, you can just have it. Just that's your book for that, for, for that project. Right. Mm-hmm. Another really nice luxury item. It's okay. not something you really need, but, and I will say the person who taught me this was Andrew, which is one-on-one. I mean, it's really archeology one-on-one, but yes. we're always writing our field notes. Right. And we're, but we're never writing. I think a lot of people make a big mistake in not writing their own personal diary yes. of their own field notes. So you write your field notes and then you give it to the company or whoever, and then you never have that. And then also there's notes that are fun, you know, people that you meet think funny, funny things that happen. There's so many stories that you just forget down the years. And then somebody you meet them and, Oh, remember when this happened? You're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think of that for years. So if you have a field book and then, you know, spoiling your archaeologist by getting a really nice leather bound book with lots of pages so that they can chronicle their, their life as an archaeologist. I think that would be super mm-hmm. cool. Totally. Yeah. And then another uh, cheap or inexpensive gift is a five gallon bucket organizer. Every, oh, as yeah. every, every field person should have a five gallon bucket organizer. I'm, it's so great because you can just put stuff in the five gallon bucket, but then you can also keep your tools in or outside the bucket. Those are awesome. You can also do a tool belt organizer well, A lot of people don't have like having that weight around their their waist but yeah. you there's vest organizers, lots of you know small things. then you can uh, rock pick get and you know a lot of times people, just don't have the money but they're told oh you're going to be on this maybe they're doing cross-train where they're going to be a paleo arc monitor you have to have a a rock pick and you just go and get a rock pick at home depot and it's not the best one you can get so being able to spoil your archaeologist by upscaling their tools is awesome because a nice tool is so much better than The crappy Home Depot tool. Totally. Sun protected clothing is a thing that a lot of people won't buy for themselves. The cooling bandana. If you were like, I only have $20 to spend on my archaeologist. The cooling bandana is awesome. Or the hard hat shield where it has like a little flap in the back. It has an extra sun visor in the front because you can't really wear a hat. It's hard to wear a baseball cap with the hard hat. And the hard hats have a very small brim and they don't give you that sun protection on your face. So having that extra shield and there's ones that have a shield and a flap all in one, that's a inexpensive. I, I love those hard hat visor things.
0: Those things are yeah. killer.
1: Yeah. Along those lines, let me pause on that real quick. Cause I put, uh, upgrading your PPE basically. And I know companies tend to provide that, but to be honest, company provided PPE stinks and is gross. Yes. So right. it's, uh, and, and companies can't do anything about that. They have to provide something just in case, but, Really, it's like I feel like assembling your steel toe boots, your your vest and your hard hat is like building your own lightsaber as a, yes. you know, yes. a serial archaeologist. Right. So get a get a nice vest that you can you can has a, enough pockets so you can put your stuff in and and carry what you need. But also a really good quality hard hat. I can't if you got to wear that damn thing all day mm-hmm. long my God I, I put a really cool like carbon fiber one on here just that that I found on here that's really neat that nobody would ever buy for themselves they're stupid expensive right mm-hmm. and I've got one that I can't remember the I can't remember the name of it but it's also in that in that kind of vein. But better than the better than the cheap ones. Plus, it's like your head. I mean, there's that. But you know, uh, a decent hard hat, and we already put boots on here. And uh, but just upgrading your PP, put some of that stuff
0: on your list. Uh, I, I would do a, a watch, like a Timex Expedition digital watch. I love those things. They're thirty five bucks. Oh, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I lived with that. Also, like a Casio G Shock or the Casio Dura, which is a fifty dollar dive watch, and that thing is killer too. So those are really nice. good for archaeology.
3: Oh man, socks, nice. guys, like. I, uh, I piss Sorry. off my, my mom like every couple of years. She'll be like, she's like, oh, don't you want something special and nice? I'm like, you don't understand like how a <laughs> really socks. good pair of socks. Yes. Yeah, like, hey, I'm not talking like, you know, you go down to like Target and get your 12 pack of cotton, whatever. No, I'm talking like go to REI, find their, you know, their mountain climbing winter. We're going to Everest um, expedition socks. And those things are like – worth their weight in gold um and they're also not like a hundred a hundred dollars but like those those things i mean like if you're working in any sort sort of like uh, okay so i'm talking winter socks now so so anyone who's like working in the cold they're brilliant Uh, you know in the uk you basically work year round so it it gets crap Um, socks that like also wick away your sweat or you know if they get wet they're not basically just gone but you can also do Summer socks. So, like, there's some really good hiking socks that essentially keep your feet dry. Which, you know, if you're stuck in a desert and basically you're sweating the whole time, it's amazing to have like dry socks and not get back to, or, you know, humid places where you get back to like the hotel and then you take off your socks and your feet are pruned. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you've just been standing in a swamp most of the time. Yeah. Those, I, I could not recommend more to anyone like if you really love your archaeologist get them like you know those 15 20 dollar pair of socks i know that sounds ridiculous but like they will love you for it yep
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I put a link to Smartwool socks. Those are kind of my go-to because the Smartwools, to be honest, I, I wear them all year round. Um, they've got good padding. You can get the super thick ones, but if you get like their mid-grade ones, I use them for winter. I use them for summer. Uh, I use them pretty much uh, all the time and don't generally get blisters from them. And uh, they're just really great socks. So anyway, I think that's enough for today. I got a plane to catch. So <laughs> that's... um. Got to slam this one out, but it, take a look at our show notes. I don't think we've ever had a show with this many links in it. It's going to be a real bear to put together from an editing standpoint, uh, just creating the show notes. But, man, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. So, head over to arcpodnet.com forward slash CRM Arc. What is our thing? CRM arc podcast <laughs> forward slash 228, you know, or just click, click, look down at your phone and, and click on something and it'll take you straight to the website or, or to one of the links that we have here. So, um, so check that out. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. That's it for another episode of the CRM Archaeology Podcast. Links to some of the items mentioned on the show are in the show notes for this podcast, which can be found at www.archpodnet.com slash podcast. Please comment and share anywhere you see the show. If you'd like us to answer a question on a future episode, email us. Use the contact form on the website or just email chris at com. Support the show and the network at archpodnet.com members. Get some swag and extra content while you're there. Send us show suggestions and interview suggestions. We want this to be a resource for field technicians everywhere, and we want to know what you want to know about. Thanks to everyone for joining me this week. Thanks also to the listeners for tuning in, and we'll see you in the field. goodbye Goodbye. thanks to everyone for joining me this week thanks also to the listeners for tuning in and we'll see you on the field goodbye
3: goodbye
5: happy holidays everyone spoil your archaeologists
3: goodbye (laughs) see you guys next time goodbye goodbye
1: this episode was produced by chris webster from his rv traveling the united states tristan boyle in scotland DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network. And was edited by Chris Webster.
2: This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network.